This is Spin Control, a Fibercraft podcast by a joyful girl. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Spin Control episode 82. This, of course, is your host, Shiloh. I haven't taken the time to go ahead and name this episode because I just wanted to, you know, take advantage of this opportunity that I had sitting at my feet and just, you know, jump right into recording. It's been a long time. This episode is long, long overdue. But what I plan to tackle for you is this. In this episode, I have a crafting update, a 2014 year in review, a sad little tale about what I learned from my last house, and, hmm, well, that's probably going to end up being a lot, so, so we'll stick with that. First, let's start with the 2014 year in review. 2014 did not go quietly. There was a lot of stuff going on the last few months. It kind of started like the end of September, beginning of October. So here's like the landslide. Death in the family, major surgery for my spouse, big move that kind of fell right all in the middle of that, and just like this huge cascade of all this stuff that, you know, fell out of all of those things. So it's pretty hectic, relatively stressful, but we as a family survived. One of the bigger, you know, happier things that happened was that we moved. We decided to transition from the land of renters into the land of homeowners, and we bought a house here in Maryland. To some people, that might mean permanence, But for us, that really just means um, I wanted to stop putting my money into an investment that had no return. There was really no investment. You're just paying someone else to live in their house with no real benefit to you. It's kind of a gamble, hopefully. At the end of my time here in Maryland, you know, I'm not trying to make like a whole ton of money. Just I'd like to get what I put into the house back. That'd be great. And hopefully that'll work out. We love the house. It has minor flaws, but they're not like big house flaws. We're happy here. So you may be hearing a little unfamiliar echo in the background of this recording because I've never recorded in this home before. So we'll see how that works out. And I'm actually kind of standing in the middle of my craft room, kind of doing this little spin in a circle, where do I start thing. Have you ever felt like that? A little overwhelmed by the space that you're in? And that's how I feel about the craft room right now. So all of this stuff that I had scattered all around the last house is actually in one room here which is really weird because that's never happened to me ever before. Like it's all in one place. It's all kind of all over the place, but it's all here. So I won, I guess, huge victory in moving into this house in that I got one room dedicated to my craft stuff. Not the back wall, not the corner of a bedroom. I got like a whole room. It doesn't have a door, but it's a room nonetheless. There are four walls. So that's pretty fantastic. Pretty fantastic. So what else? Um, yeah, 2014, (laughs) relatively uneventful, just busy at work. And then, you know, the cascade of downfall of stressful things that all worked out in the end. Everything is, you know, fine and good and wonderful. And the family's happy and healthy again, and we're doing well and we're settling into our new space. So really, what more could a girl ask for? And I am happy to be back here with you. So I guess it's time to get this podcast started. And now it's on to Spin a Tale. And in this edition of Spin a Tale, I have a little story for you about what I learned from the house I just left. So I think that when you move, 
you learn a lesson or two during every move. This is how I would summarize it, is that the house that you live in says a lot about who you are, but the house that you leave reveals all your dirty little secrets, right? You'll learn a lot when you start picking up and moving the furniture and dusting those corners that you didn't dust for like the whole time you live there and you know, that kind of thing. Like once you've moved all the lawn furniture, what looks, what's it look like under there? <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. I learned four lessons, three or four lessons from the previous move, from my move to Maryland. One, couches steal things. When it came time to remove the cushions, dust everywhere, vacuum it all out, not that I hadn't done that, you know, multiple times during the time we lived there, but when you're really doing that deep clean before you're about to, you know, pack the furniture into the truck and lift it out of its space that it sat in for years, there was, we found so much stuff like kids socks and a brush and hundreds and hundreds of knitting accessories like shoved into the, between the cushions and underneath this and behind that. It was pretty funny, pretty funny. So couches steal things. That, that was a huge lesson. We found a lot of things. We actually had an issue here where a couch stole a thing. My husband, his favorite watch was missing for six months. Now, I checked that couch. I removed the cushions. I vacuumed it, and it was not there. And then one day, when looking for a remote, it was just there. It was just there. The couch ate it, chewed on it for six months, and then put it back in view. Craziness. Another big lesson I learned during the previous move is that if it is already on the ground, you can't drop it. And that's a huge thing to remember, especially when you're painting. I dropped an entire bucket of paint into my bathtub. I was very thankful it was in the bathtub. However, had I just left it on the floor, been a little bit more, you know, careful, taken a little more time, invested the time in going back and forth between the paint can and where I needed to be, would have never dropped it. You can't drop it if it's already on the ground. All right, now here is the big lesson that I learned from my latest move. Are you ready for this? In the two and a half years that I lived in my past house, I did not craft nearly enough. I know, it's like I just dropped this huge bomb. You could kind of tell by the episodes that progressed through that two and a half years that I wasn't crafting enough, but it never ever was more evident than when I cleaned the entire house and discovered one lowly stitch marker. That's it. There was one stitch marker found during that cleaning process. All of the other ones were like tucked away where they belonged. And you know stitch markers don't really work that way, do they? One stitch marker next to the couch in the living room. That was it. That's all I uncovered. The entire clean. We vacated a house, cleaned top to bottom, like 2,000 square feet. I found one stitch marker. Insane. I know. So I decided I needed to remedy that and I've made a conscientious effort to craft a little bit every single day. Even if it's like knitting 10 rounds on a sock, I'm doing a little something every day. I'm back to spinning on my dreaded fleece and doing quite a few other things. So that was the big lesson I learned. I am not sure what happened, but crafting took a backseat to lots of other stuff I guess I had going on. I wasn't carrying it with me, you know. It just wasn't there, it wasn't part of the plan. I wasn't knitting and watching TV, I was just watching TV wasn't spinning and hanging out with the family while the joyful boy played video games. I was just hanging out while the joyful boy played video games. So hopefully this new space and this big change will shake me up and get my hands on all my crafty stuff while I attempt to put it away and get me back into the swing of things. Hard lesson to learn, 
and hopefully this time I'm really back to it. It is the first week of January in 2015 and I just packed up all the crafty goodness and it's time to take stock of where I am, I guess. Um, so let's start with spinning. I have eight ounces of dreaded fleece out of like 32 ounces complete. I have my, my, so that's my one, two, three, four, fifth section, my fifth bobbin that I'm going to fill with two ounces on the wheel right now and in progress. I'm trying to spend about 15 minutes every day on that. So that's where we are. So I actually had set a goal for myself to be done spinning this by the middle of June of this year. So that's totally feasible if I actually continue to spin on it on a regular basis. The Sequoia wheel does not have a project going on it. However, I do have a bag draped over it that has some silly little bats that I mixed up on my carter. And that I think is just going to be one of those yarns that I just flipped through, you know, like really fast. Like when you really need to reset your mind and not concentrate on anything, it'll probably be a quick spin with a nice lofty fluffy yarn on it. It's just some basic, you know, superwash wool that a friend of mine dyed up and, you know, sent me a whole crap load of to play with. So we'll have to see how that turns out. But it's prepped and ready to go, has a bobbin and a leader all set. So I can start that anytime. That feels good. Um, what else? I'm spinning four ounces, yes, four ounces of silk and merino wool that I think I got a bajillion years ago with my louette on a tiny little Turkish spindle. I decided last year for, Tur for Tour de Fleece that I was going to learn how to ply on the fly, and I chose a really easy fiber to work with and it's fun to spin. However, the little tiny Turkish spindle does not hold very much. So I have filled the spindle uh, three times. I'm working on my fourth time right now, and I'd say I'm about halfway through it. So it's going to be a minute before that's done. But it's fun, and it's super easy. That's one of those things, like it's a rabbit hole I can kind of get sucked into in the mornings. Like I'll find myself with 10 extra minutes before I have to leave for work, and I'll drop the spindle a few times and it makes me happy and I make some progress. So that's a good one. And it'll continue to progress. I haven't actually abandoned that one at all over, you know, the course of the year. It's just slow goings because that's the nature of that project. All right. So that is my spinning. No, I have one more project. When I graduated, you might remember, when I graduated from grad school this past year, uh, my spouse I actually, I don't even know if I told you this. Did I tell you this? Oh my goodness. Okay. I might've told you this. So, um, I finished my thesis at the end of April of last year. And shortly thereafter was Tour de Fleece. Not Tour de Fleece. Dang it. Shortly thereafter was Maryland Sheep and Wool. And as a surprise, the joyful boy gave me enough money to shop for and purchase myself a Hanson Craft mini spinner. Hee <laughs> tapping fingers evilly. So I got myself a mini spinner for a graduation gift from my spouse. And I got some beautiful, beautiful fiber from my BFF, Tanya. And I got started on working on that. I haven't done much with it. You know, I put it away. It's not one of those things I use very often. But that is also in the works and spinning. All right. Baseline for knitting. It looks like the joyful boy will go another winter without a sweater hand knit by his wife. He has one but I finished that one a long time ago. I really need to get back to it because he's very, very sad that he doesn't have a sweater. 
like had I not had the tragic year that I ended up with, I was working on it pretty good. The only problem is it's one of those projects because it's a cabled sweater that I can't just do in front of the TV or when I'm watching the boy play video games or, you know, when anyone's really around because without a doubt, I'd mess it up. I mean, I really do. I messed it up three times before I decided that I have to be in private by myself working on that project in order to make any progress without serious fatal mistakes. So that is still on the needles. It is packaged away in a bag and ready to knit on it as soon as I figure out where I'm at on the project. So that is in the works. I also have a pair of socks on the needles for myself. Still. That, <laughs> well, when the Joyful Boy had surgery at the end of the year, I did take that with me. So when he was, he was actually in the hospital for four days after post-op, which is quite a long time for what should have been a simple procedure. So I had that, those socks there because it was really simple, just round and round and round. Because I like the yarn, but I didn't like the pattern I was working on, if you recall. I decided to do just a plain toe-up pair of socks. So I knit all the way up through the first heel. I'm going to do an afterthought heel. Cast on the second toe and am ready to start knitting around on the foot because I'm finished with that second toe. So that is the progress of those socks. And that, that's all I have going on in knitting at all, right? There's so many things that I want to knit, but I'm not there yet. I also have a crochet project that has been languishing for quite some time. I have multiple shades of gray and purple yarn that I want to turn into a crocheted blanket. At first I thought it was going to be a granny square, but I changed my mind and decided I wanted a ripple blanket, but I didn't quite get it wide enough for my taste. I want it to be a bit bigger because I have quite a bit of yarn. That, surprisingly enough, right, gray and purple. I'm like, okay, where am I going to keep this thing? It's not going to match anything. Oddly enough, the lady that lived in this house before us had some weird, crazy color combination taste. And parts of the basement are gray and purple. Not the same shades, but it's pretty funny that we bought a house with a gray and purple room. I thought it was hilarious. But now I have license to totally finish a gray and purple blanket and have a place to keep it. So that's pretty cool. All right. In terms of creating things out of yarn and sticks, that's really all I got there. Sewing has stagnated completely. I don't have any projects like in the works at all. There are bags that I should be making. There is, I want to make like a DPN holder. And I'm standing in front of a pile of chore knitting that has long been abandoned. Looks like some pajama pants need to be repaired. My husband lost a button on another pair of pants, which happens pretty frequently in store-bought pants. However, the magical sewing machine Margot is, um, she's boxed up right now. I need to clean off my sewing table and put all that stuff away before I can set up my sewing machine and begin to sew. It's a mistake I've made in the past is trying to craft in a space that's not complete. So I need to complete my space so I will feel comfortable in here and can just walk in, work for 15 or 20 minutes on a project, and then walk away and not miss a beat. Right now, I can't walk in the room and find anything, more or less work on anything. So that's gonna be, it's gonna be a minute before that takes place. All right, folks, that is my 2015 crafting baseline for you. I'm ready to start the year off with a bang and hopefully all goes without incident. Well, crafty incident's okay. I can handle that. At least I'll have something to talk to you about, right? That's all I got in spinning my wheels. All right. It looks like it is time to spin off this episode of Spin Control. Thanks to all of you who still subscribe 
and you're going to get like this magical surprise in your new in your podcast feed because you thought I was gone for like ever. I'm not. I'm still here. It's just been weird. I owe a gigantic thank you to Susan P. and a gigantic apology. She donated to the podcast after my last episode when I put out a call for donations and then I fell off the map. So this episode, Susan, is dedicated to you and I think I'll dedicate the next three or four to you too because I owe you big time. I don't want anyone else to donate to me until we know for sure I'm back. Susan, these are your episodes. I hope you enjoy this one and I hope you enjoy the next ones to come. Thank you all again for tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and I cannot wait to record the next one and have more to talk to you about because that whole last two and a half years with minimal crafting, that's got to stop. I got big plans for my future. As always, you can get the details about this episode and all the past episodes at spincontrolpodcast.com. You can email me at ajoyfulgirlknits at gmail.com. Catch me on Ravelry as a joyful girl or follow me on Twitter as a joyful girl made. Thanks again, guys. I will talk to you soon. In my backyard, I have boxes, I have spices and parked cars. In your backyard, you have mountains, you have highways. Things around.